Welcome to the Universal Sisterhood Podcast. We're hoping to create a place where women can delve deeper, lift their gaze higher, live freer, laugh louder, smile brighter, and be the authentic woman she was designed to be. Every human heart is created to be known, loved, and understood. So this is the place where women can share their stories. Welcome to episode 53. In today's episode, I chat with the beautiful Alyssa Agius. She um, is a co-host from the Catholic Influencers podcast, and she's also a member of the duet The Saga. She has sung at many World Youth Days, but in 2019, she sang with Father Rob Galea in Panama to 40,000 people and the Pope. She's written many songs, she uh, has a heart for women and ministry, and she has a beautiful story. Um, we talk about worship music, actually, and how music can really transport us. It can um, give words to our heart that we can't possibly articulate and really enhances our prayer. Um, I know for me, music has been a really big game changer in the way I um, appreciate my faith and the way I sit in front of the Blessed Sacrament and just pour my heart out through song. Um, it has been really transformative. I hope you enjoy our conversation. Um, and if you if you enjoy it, share it with a friend. I would love to welcome Alyssa from the Catholic Influences podcast. Welcome to the podcast, Alyssa. Thanks so much, Jess. So good to be here. Yeah, it's so lovely to have you and see your beautiful face on the other side. <laughs> Yours too. <laughs> if only they knew. <laughs> <laughs> um, Alyssa, you, um, I would, I'm into stories and, and why women uh, keep their faith, find their faith, um, fall back in love with their faith. So I'm all about faith stories and journeys. Um, and I would love to know yours. I know everyone has one. Um, and I think yours might have something to do with music. Yeah, that definitely just, plays a part. Just to guess. Um, but I would love to hear it. But before we start, just could you just introduce yourself to my audience and let them know something about you? Yeah, definitely. So my name's Alyssa Aegis. I'm 30 years old, live in Melbourne, Australia. Um, and I guess my full-time work for the last few years, I, I run a top 40 cover band with my husband, Daniel. So we met when we were in high school, um, started a band together and we get to sing at weddings, pubs, clubs, corporate functions, a whole lot of different places. We've traveled the world doing what we love, which is which has been a, a huge blessing. Um, but I also work um, for FRG Ministry with Father Rob Galia. Um, I'm one of the co-hosts of their Catholic Influences podcast, and I also um, help to develop the online courses um, at FRG Ministry. So I'm really enjoying that at the moment as well. Oh, that's fantastic. Um, so music, I would love to come to one of your parties. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. You like people would think that I am the life of the party, but I'm actually a bit of an introvert. Like I'll kind of bring out the character on stage and then on the set breaks, like I don't really want to talk to anyone. Hopefully no one <laughs> from my gigs is listening. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Um, 
Yeah. I, I guess I can be the life of the party when I switch it on, if that makes sense. But I do enjoy my time during the week alone. Yeah, me too. I love today there is not a single soul in my house. and I'm How happy good is that? <laughs> I love those days. I love it. <laughs> I know. And I just hold, I keep looking at the clock thinking, oh, what time are they coming? Invite <laughs> them all back in again. <laughs> I do love them, but I do love my peace and quiet. Yes. <laughs> um, music. How did you get into it? Were you, were, you, were you drawn to it at school or were you from a musical family? Yeah, no, I didn't come from a musical family. My husband did. My husband's dad has got um, a whole bunch of siblings and they were all into music and so he grew up around that. But I really didn't. My parents, I just remember one day I was in grade prep and the teacher just called out my name and said, Alicia, you're going off to a keyboard lesson. And so I was in prep. I started doing these group um, keyboard lessons I ended up doing an exam and I did pretty well and the teacher said to my parents, I think you should put her into private lessons. So I did that from maybe the age of eight. I learned piano and then it wasn't until end of primary school, early high school, I started to have um, an interest in singing. So I begged my parents for singing lessons, but they kept saying, no, no, focus on piano, piano. So I joined the school choirs, did all the school productions, didn't really start singing lessons until maybe... 16, 17, and I was going to be a superstar, Jess. Like I was 16 and I had the conversation with my parents. I'm not going to university. I am going to write a song and I'm going to be a star. Like that was my 16-year-old mentality. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, then it was – I yep. hear you. <laughs> come, come down to earth, Alyssa. I ended up meeting my husband and I still went to uni and did um, all of those things, but – while I was at uni, I kind of built up the band with my husband. And so, yeah, then we got, didn't really use my degree, but got to, got to make music the full-time career. That's fantastic. Yeah, really I cool. A, I have a daughter who thinks she's going to be a singer. Um, she got a guitar for Christmas and spent summer holidays on YouTube teaching. Oh, her- beautiful. That was me when I was 15. I remember those days. Yeah, she's 13. And now she's doing piano lessons. We bought her a um what do you call them? An electric piano? Yeah, key, yep. It's kind of like a, it's a weighted keyboard. Is that what you call it? Yeah, yep. Yeah. yeah, well, she's. I'm impressed with how far she's coming. And it's so good because there's so many resources on YouTube now where you can yeah. pick up things. Yeah, well, she taught us. So you don't necessarily have to do lessons, although they definitely help, but yeah. you can learn heaps on YouTube. And if she's got the motivation to do it, well, then, yeah, go for it. Yeah, I'm just not um, encouraging the um, – the singing avenue, and <laughs> she's a very good singer. Yeah, I just don't get want her to start it. writing songs. Oh, she has. Don't you worry. Oh, great, great. <laughs> <laughs> All about how miserable her life is. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I have been trying to steer her into worship music. Beautiful. I took her to Lauren Daigle concert. Oh. lockdown last year. How good, Lauren? Yeah. And I just want, because there's such good music out there that is worship music. Um, and even just um, such good music. I love all the top 40 Christian music. Like even if it's not necessarily worship music, but just songs that kind of sound like your, your regular top 40 music, but with messages that are about your faith or songs that are about God. I love that. Yeah. What are some bands? Give me some. One of my favorites is For King and Country. Oh, yeah. Uh I saw them in concert a couple of years ago and they were amazing. Um, I love to listen to in, in Melbourne, we've got a radio station called Light FM. I'm not sure whether you guys have Christian stations. We have Hope. Hope FM. Uh, Hope, yeah. Um, 
I'm trying to think off the top of my head. Um, I can't think of them. Phil Wickham as well. Like that's just one off the top of my I, head. But there's the, plenty of artists that are. Um, he sings. Does he sing sales? Possibly, possibly. but I, I think his big one is This Is Amazing Grace. I love that. Okay, I will check yeah. that out. Yeah. But you know what? I will I will look at some other artists and I will send you a message with, with other okay. things to look at. I'll put them in the show notes. Um, but I wanted to touch on worship music because growing up, I grew up Catholic. Um, I grew up with a strong faith, but worship, we never, ever engaged in worship music. It was music from mass it was just the you know mass songs you know come to the water and um the yeah. lord my shepherd and and they're all be- good and beautiful um and then as i got older i um was introduced to latin songs um i love myself a good salve regina yeah but uh just in the last 3 years 4 years opening my eyes to uh worship music has really given my heart another language to yeah. be able to dive deeper. And I just wanted to tap into that and just have, you know, pick your brains on that today. Yeah, definitely. And that's something that I didn't really grow up with either. So um, I, I guess I come from an Italian uh, family. They would say Catholic on paper. And, you know, you you get baptised, you do all your sacraments and you have a huge party and <laughs> that's it. Like I went to Catholic primary school, Catholic secondary school, but it, we, the faith never went past that. Like we never really went to mass on Sundays. Um, you know, even the Christmas and Easter Catholicism kind of died off as I grew up. Mm. So I didn't, I, as you said, you know, those songs come to the water, the Lord is my shepherd. That's exactly what I grew up with. And it wasn't until I was in year 12 and I had the opportunity to go to World Youth Day in Sydney. I think I remember waiting for the final mass to begin or the the vigil. I think we were at Randwick Racecourse and I saw a very young Matt Ma. Um, I think he was playing Your Grace is Enough. And I remember watching him on the big screen and thinking, wow, I've never heard music like this that talks about God. <laughs> it was just so strange for me. And I remember coming back from that trip and, you know, downloading every single Matt Ma song that ever existed onto my little MP3 player at the time. And I think that was probably my first time I was introduced into, I guess, music about the faith and and, and his worship music. And ever since then, you know, the, the whole list of artists has grown and my car's always full with worship music. And so I love me a good, you like to have the house to yourself. When I have my house to myself, I do the same thing and I play worship music really loud. But also when I'm driving in my car, I just love a good sing of a worship song. I just feel like it. sometimes, you know, when you you want to pray, but you don't have the words, but the the song says those words for you. And and yeah, music is so powerful in, in helping us to pray. Mm. So getting back to your um, your Catholic life on paper, yeah, uh, I know my kids, you know, at Christmas and Easter, the church is full of people that you've never seen before. Yeah. Um, and they used to, I and me included, used to get a little bit stroppy, like, oh, here they are again. Just the, oh, my gosh, yeah, I can totally <laughs> relate. <laughs> the, the twice a year Catholics, you know, in their finest, you know, clothes, pushing their way to the front, you know, yeah. all there. And um, the, the, the faithful every week Catholics get, because we're always running late, are outside, you know. Yeah. Don't get the seats. What what keeps you 
why do you go? Is it just a tradition? Is it um, is there something that you're yearning for, or is it just um, something that you do on those two particular times of the year? I mean, from what I've gathered, it, and and the conversations that I've I've had afterwards, it's just something that we do. Mm. Like, and I feel bad saying this on a podcast. Nothing frustrates me more than the big party for the communion, and then that's where it ends. Mm. And I think as I've gotten older and as I've gotten more into my faith, like I've become more headstrong about how it should be something that we live and breathe Mm. and then I always wonder like where did it go wrong like that's always my thing who's who do I blame for this do I blame society do I blame my parents do I blame my grandpa like who do I blame for like not growing up with this living and breathing Catholicism Mm. so I don't know maybe one day God will tell me the answer (laughs) he will but it's also it's you, you can't blame them for something that they don't understand. Exactly. And I think that's what it also comes down to as well. Like I think Catholic education needs a lot of um, work because I think we, we were just talking before we hit record, like even, you know, the real presence of the Eucharist was not something that I even knew existed until I was maybe 19 and I started to, you know, do my own research about what the church taught. Mm. And, you know, it was going to things like World Youth Day, like I'm such an avid fan of of those events because that yeah it definitely drew me in yeah why did you go like how, how did you end up there oh this is such a great little story so I said I was involved in the choirs and so when I was in year seven um there were a couple of I always had to look up to the girls in year 11 and year 12 and um there was one particular girl I never spoke to I was always too scared I was in year seven and she was year 12 but a couple of years later I think I was in year nine and I think World Youth Day Cologne had just happened and this girl from the choir came to school assembly so got up in front of that thousand people um, addressed the entire school just talking about her experience of World Youth Day and I don't know she said she'd had this really beautiful encounter with God and something about that speech it just uh just hit me and I said you know the next event that's like this I really want to go because it sounds amazing so fast forward a couple of years later 2008 I was a school leader got the opportunity to go to World Youth Day and I I remembered this girl's speech Mm -hmm. so I off I went to World Youth Day and it wasn't even I think that World Youth Day I kind of got a taste of the faith like it wasn't like I came back and started going to mass like it wasn't until World Youth Day Madrid when I kind of made that decision to take faith a whole lot more seriously Fast forward, let's just go go all the way to like 2019 was that year. And I'd done a lot of stuff with music ministry in the church in this particular parish that was close to my area. Uh, they approached me and asked me to come and run a bit of a music workshop and just kind of see where their choir was at and how I could help. And so I walked in and I think there'd been an article about me and another girl I sing with in the Melbourne Catholic magazine. And this girl was there and she said, I know you, like you're Alyssa from the saga, which is like a pop duo. We've kind of write songs that are about our faith, um, but in a, in a pop sense. Mm-hmm. She goes, you're Alyssa from the saga. And I said, I know you, you know, you went to my school, you were in my choir. And it was that girl who'd given the speech. Mm. And it was just, so, I just think God is so amazing and so intentional in every little detail because at that exact point of my life, I was struggling with a really was a, a rough time in my faith and I was, you know, nearly going to throw in the towel and seeing, you know, this girl where it all started 
yeah. that was all I needed to for God to bring me back. And now this girl, her name's also Jess. We are best friends. Like we talk, ev- like you know, almost every single day, and we both say that we both brought each other so to the faith. It's like it's so amazing. He's so tender and he's so intentional, and we just every detail, every single detail. But even the fact that her witness, how how impactful is our witness? We just, you know, she came in and gave a speech, and she touched your heart. And she really, I always say this too, you know, she probably didn't even, she was probably feeling really nervous and she probably didn't even think that it went well. Um, And, you know, sometimes we don't see the fruits of our witness for years and years. Like Jess would have literally waited 14 years. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, So cool. I I was, I have a a group that I get together with um, at Advent and at Lent and we share, we, we go through the Bible and we share things. And I, um, I'm quite reserved. I don't really, as much as people think I'm not, I am. Um, and I don't often share too much in person. Um, and I remember adding, contributing to something that we were talking about. And when I finished speaking, I just in my head, the lies, like, why did you say that? Just shut up. You know, no one wants to hear that. Yeah. And that was that self-doubt that I had just, you know, reconfirmed in my heart. And then two days later I got a text from one of the people in the group saying, oh, my husband and I were so moved by what you said. It went on and on. And I'm thinking, I thought, I, you know, I thought I had nothing to share. Anyway, I ended up I had to go. I went and it, it moved to different things and I gave a, a talk to this pilgrimage on what I said. And it's just amazing how he uses everything. If we're docile to the Holy Spirit, Oh, definitely. I, I can give you another story of that. I I got to travel to the Holy Land and to a whole bunch of different holy places in Europe. So like the pilgrimage on steroids is what this has been described as. We went to Lourdes, we went to Fatima, we went to Vatican City. It was incredible. It was on this month-long trip and I was a little scared to, because I've got a lot of different, a range of different friends on my social media, some who are into the faith, some who are pretty anti-faith and some who probably didn't know anything at all about the faith, but I thought, no, I'm going to really document this trip. So daily I would post pictures of what we'd done and I would explain the different places and kind of a little bit of what was going on in my heart at that time. And then I remember I came back and I had a gig like within 24 hours of when I got off the plane and this older couple who had always come to watch my husband and I for the past maybe four or five years they hadn't seen them for ages. They came to our gig and they I went to go talk to them in the set break and they said, we just really wanted to come and tell you that, you know, your posts really inspired us to start going back to mass. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, wow. Like, yeah. yeah. So, so even through all those nerves, like, do I post it? Do I not post it? Like God uses everything. He doesn't want you to post it. He doesn't yeah. want to touch people's hearts. He doesn't want people to fall back in love with our Lord, you know, yeah. faith. Um, and it's us. We have to keep turning off that silly uh, devil yes. switch. <laughs> yeah, devil switch. I like that one. <laughs> um, so where was I going? You. Um, so how many World Youth Days had you been to by now? Yeah, so I'd, I'd been to two. So I went to World Youth Day Sydney as a Year 12 student, kind of got the taste of what the Universal Church was like. And then a few years later I was 21 and my parents said to me, 
we're going to give you some money. You can either record your music and, you know, start becoming the superstar you always thought you were going to be, or you can go on this trip to Spain. And so, um, yeah, I packed my bags. I didn't know anybody. I went with the Melbourne Archdiocese and I think that's the trip where I kind of grew up. I remember meeting beautiful friends there, so who I still call some of my best friends to this day, made the decision there, like if I'm going to do this Catholic thing, like it's not really what I've been doing to this point, but if I'm going to do it, I'm not going to do it by half. Like I really want to give it everything that I've got. And again, it wasn't like I came home and it was this instant switch. Like, you know, you, you spoke about stories before. I never really thought I had a story because I never had like a big lightning bolt, lightning bolts, God revealing himself to me moment. Like it was always lots of little moments along the way. Um, and yeah, just and that's what, that's slowly, slowly. That's what he does. Yeah. Yeah. We don't normally get these massive, big, you know, moments. It's just those tiny little ideas or a tiny little, um, you see something and it triggers a memory or he plants seeds. Yeah. And then one day, before you know it, if you water it correctly, it turns into this amazing garden. Definitely. It's, it's so beautiful to watch it unfold. Yeah. Um, I wanted to, so when you came back and you decided that your fate, this was, you were going to make it your own, what did your parents think? I didn't tell them. (laughs) (laughs) I think I'd kind of given little hints while I was there, like, this is so amazing. Like, look at all the people here kind of thing. Um, But I came back and I was building up my music career, um, but I built my faith up in secret. Like, I literally didn't tell anyone. Like, I would... And I always say, like, I kind of felt like I was living this double life for a, for a good couple of years there. You know, I would do my gigs on the weekend. I would be this, act like my little superstar on stage. And then, um, I don't know, I always kind of felt a little uneasy because I was always around pubs and around substance abuse. Not that I was um, being tempted by those things, but I just felt like being on the stage, I was encouraging everyone else to be mm. involved in all of that. Um, and then... Yeah, I would also be the good little Catholic um, during the week. I would, I would go to mass, but I wouldn't I wouldn't talk to anyone. Like I would walk in, say my prayers, and then just walk out. I didn't even sing because I didn't want anyone in the church to know that I had a voice. Um, and I, I always just kept them really separate. And I didn't even realize I was even doing it until a couple of years later, actually. Yeah. Mm. And, and then? And then... Um, a, f- a good friend of mine, her name's Georgia, who I sing with in the saga. Um, she also co-hosts the um, Catholic Influencers podcast with me. She rang me up one day and she said, um, oh, I've been asked to sing at Mass once a month. Um, do you think you could do it with me if we did it together? Because she's also in the secular industry as well. So I said, yeah, for sure. So we started to sing once a month and then we would have dinner. Um, and then it was during those dinners that we I finally felt like I found someone who understood the struggles that I was going through. A mm. um, whole bunch of different events later, we we said let's write a song t- together for ACYF Sydney. So we did that, and What's we ACYF Sydney. Sorry, Excuse oh the Australian Catholic Youth Festival oh, that was okay. in Sydney, two thousand and oh my gosh, seventeen. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, well, actually, this room where, that I'm in right now, we we sat in this room, we wrote a song called Set Fire, and the song I felt like the Holy Spirit just gave us this song came out within 30 minutes and we knew that it was special. So we entered it into this competition to win the theme song of ACYF. 
Um, we came really close. I think we came second and we were devastated. Like we were so upset because I thought this is finally going to be that opportunity where I can, I guess, come out with my yeah. faith. You know what I mean? Like my yeah. family will see it in such a cool way and yeah. um, it, it just didn't go our way. But I think I, um, people always say that, you know, uh, what's the, the saying? I, I say it all the time and I can't even think of it. God's plans are better for you than your own. Yeah, yeah. So we didn't win, but we still got invited to come up to the festival. Uh, so we still played around the place. Um, and then we ended up deciding to release the song professionally. So stations like Hope and, and Light FM, like I was talking about, they ended up picking up our, our song and we ended up doing pretty well on the Australian Christian charts. Um, and yeah, God just took it to a whole nother level. And so many of our secular friends were so interested in the project. Um and yeah, we kind of came out with our faith. But there was also another moment at that um, festival. I got interviewed, kind of something in a similar vibe to this. And someone said to me, how do you combine music and faith? And I didn't know how to answer the question. Like I literally froze. And it was kind of in that moment that God revealed to me, Alyssa, you've been keeping this so separate. Like you need to combine this they're together. They're not, not combined. <laughs> yeah, they're not. Like I, I don't I, have I, an answer. <laughs> I completely dodged the question. But it was those gigs that I was doing while I was at the festival, I fi- I rediscovered the joy of music. Like I hadn't felt that in my secular mm. gigs for such a long time. Like it, when I was singing about my faith and I was singing, you know, for the glory of God, like that just changed everything. Mm. Um, yeah. Um, does your husband have a strong faith? No, he does not actually. We don't share any of those views, which is really difficult because when we kind of got together Faith was kind of brewing, but I mean, now he would call me the crazy Catholic wife like that. It's it's just gone, and it's that big garden, as you said. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't worry, just keep watering it. <laughs> that's exactly right. Yeah, yeah. That's leave it in his hands. His plans are so much better than. I tell could. you what, the minute you let go and just give it to God, like he he really does take care of it. And it's when I get in the way that things stuff mm-hmm. up. So yep, <laughs> I'm learning that more and more these yeah. these days. That's so true. Um, I wanted to, so growing up, getting back to my kind of concept of music, it was always like the happy clappy, you know, don't take it seriously kind of music. Yeah. Um, But it wasn't until I started listening to, you know, Matt Ma and uh, it was that it was actually that, um, that I I think it was the World Youth Day in Poland that you mentioned before we recorded. Yes. Um, him in front of the Blessed Sacrament singing, yes. Jesus, I need you. It just uh, that was sitting there. Where yes, was I remember watching that. I remember waking up one morning and looking on Twitter, I think it was, and I saw a photo of him kneeling in front of the Blessed Sacrament with the microphone and I was just so moved. And It, it literally broke my heart open because he was able to um, express how I was feeling in a song and it was totally freeing. Yeah. Because I could, I could just give Jesus, give our Lord that song from yeah. my heart because I, I didn't have the, I couldn't articulate what he was saying, but that's exactly what I wanted to say. Yeah. I found um, worship music so um, integral in, in increasing my faith. Oh, I can totally resonate with that. Like um, something I struggle, it doesn't sound like it cause I can talk a lot, but I struggle with my own words in prayer all the time. And, but it's amazing. Like 
when you find a song that just says everything that you're experiencing, but in a better way than you could have done if you tried on your own. I mean, that's such a beauty, such a beautiful thing, isn't it? Oh, it's, it's so beautiful because you fit, you actually feel like um, he is you you are being heard. Yeah, and I know that we are being heard, but when you actually hear those words in a song, um, and it comes out the way you want to express it it's it's so beautiful yeah definitely um, so, so I grew up with Latin music as well in my teens and I loved it it was beautiful but then when I discovered um this, the worship music it only enhanced my um love for my faith it didn't diminish it and it didn't um make me a Protestant and it didn't um it didn't make me happy clappy. It actually fed my soul to such an extent that I I would run to mass, you know, now. I love going to mass, like to daily mass. Oh, my, um, I can totally resonate with what you're saying. Like the minute that I, I kind of got in, involved in listening to worship music, again, I can just – it definitely enhances the tradition of our faith. Like even things like I, I love things like the rosary more. I, you know, my reverence for the Eucharist has just increased so much. Like I definitely think you, you can be in both camps. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's very divisive where you have people saying, um, no, you can't, you can't be a good Catholic and listen to that music or, you know, or have that music at mass or at adoration. That's sacrilegious. Um, That's so hard. I feel like it, you know, Jesus wanted us to be one. Mm. Um, I still think we can stick to the traditions of our faith but embrace things that maybe our Protestant brothers and sisters are doing exactly. um, well. Not so, I'm not, I was going to use better, are. but, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I would nearly I mean, said better. But yeah. Some of the music that we were fed at Mass wasn't uplifting and, you know. And that music, so, if it's used in the right way, it can be two ways like it can really encourage people into a deeper place of prayer but it also if it's performed well like I'm just comparing like someone singing for example um I don't know just the first song that comes off the top of my head here I am to worship in such a prayerful way compared to maybe this old song that's not sung very well and it's actually quite distracting in a sense sometimes and that's often a lot of people's experience of church you know, if we come yeah. back to these people who come back, only come to church Christmas and Easter, like that's enough for that. Like that can be so off-putting that they're not going to come back. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, I hear you. I know at, at our parish we have, uh, there's a, a roster for music and um, you have really traditional musicians and then you have some more modern music and you can see when the traditional ones come in you can see some of the parishioners rolling their eyes you know yeah just as bad you know exactly yeah and that's not to say one is better than the other it's how can we use all of you know god's given us this gift of music how can we use it to bring people closer to him yeah and i'm like you too I, i love my modern worship music but i also i love the traditional stuff as well i've got an app called hello that i use when i drive to the gym i pray the rosary sometimes and in the background i've got the gregorian chant like I love it. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. And, and that as well is so uplifting. Yeah. Um, and, and it takes you to a, another place. It's, 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 music is so important. Even in the last um, 
12 months where we're not allowed to sing at mass. I don't know if Victoria is probably even yeah, worse we, than us. we didn't have that. I was talking to some friends who live in Sydney and they were saying you guys were allowed to go to mass because we were locked down for a lot longer than you, but mm. you guys were allowed to go back on the condition that you didn't sing and I just thought it was so oh, sad. I mean, I was always exempt from that because I kind of helped with lockdown masses singing, so I, I, I sang right through. But um, yeah. Yeah, yeah we weren't allowed to sing. There was to be no singing. And it, as much as I know the true presence of, of um, our Lord in the Eucharist, not having that um, joy from the music and just that um, lift that you needed was very hard. Yeah, definitely. I can totally imagine. And and then and then and then stage two, when they were kind of lessening it, you could have singers, but you weren't the congregation weren't allowed to sing, so you had to listen to them sing. And I mean, that was better than nothing. Yeah, and then only sing if you had a mask on. And I just love a good sing song. Yeah, definitely. Oh, it was such a tough was time, a wasn't tough. it? Yeah. Anyway, um, but I just wanted to reiterate how important music is. For um, for my faith life, and I'm sure for many others. Yeah, 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 yeah too, definitely, definitely. Um, so now you're a Catholic influencer. What does that mean? <laughs> so funny. <laughs> if you would have spoken to me 12 months ago, I would have told, and you told me that I'd be a co-host, and and I'm also the producer of a, a podcast as well, which I do through FIG Ministry called Catholic Influencers. I would have told you you were insane. This was a fruit of lockdown. So, um. Georgia and myself, the girl I sing with in the saga, um, we do lots of musical projects and we approached Father Rob asking him if he wanted to uh, do a collaboration because we sang on one of Father Rob's online masses and then we said to him, hey, let's record um, a song. This song's called actually Haven't Seen It Yet. It's by Danny Goki, who is an artist you can add to that list. He writes some beautiful faith um, music and this song, Haven't Seen It Yet, it just talks about um, – you know, maybe there's something you've been praying for and you haven't had that breakthrough, but hold on because maybe you just, like God's got it in the works, you just haven't seen it yet. And, yeah. you know, it was so relevant to what everyone was going through with lockdown and everything happening with COVID. And we were sitting around the couch and then Father Rob said, well, do you girls want to um, join our podcast and, and co-host? Um, and so that's a weekly podcast that FRG Ministry puts out and it's Georgia and I alternate with Father Rob each week. And what we do is we break open the upcoming Sunday gospel and then we also talk about a topic that's kind of related to that. So Georgia and I have been doing one one season in a little bit. So we're into season five at the moment. And can I just say how much I've learned about scripture myself personally? And I know Georgia would say the same thing. It's been so incredible. And so I always preface that we're still learning as well and everything that we're learning, we're enjoying sharing that with people. And, you know, kind of it actually made me a little bit like even more mad as, as I was researching because I was kind of like, why did I not know all of this already? Um, but it just makes me ever the more passionate to teach that out, to, te- to, to pass that on to others as well. How beautiful. There's a song that I've come across called Come Now. Okay. Macbrook. Have you heard it? I haven't, but I've heard Mac Brock. I have heard of, is that what you said? Uh, yeah, Mac Brock. The name uh, sounds familiar. I just discovered it um, probably a month ago. Okay. Because I'm doing a retreat. I'm, I'm trying, I'm organising a retreat in June. And I, you know, I had to 
pray about the name of it, the theme of the retreat. Yeah. And um, so I was just been listening to all sorts of music and this song just stole my heart. So you'll have to listen to that. I will go and check that out. My definitely. recommendation to you. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> um, it's just, just beautiful. Um, just how he wants us to come as we are, you know, <laughs> whether we're ready or not, you know, with our warts and all, um, failings and joys and sins and sorrows and it's just a really beautiful song um awesome I'll check that out for sure yeah please do um I the other thing I wanted to bring up was so so your ministry I mean ministry is a word that gets thrown around a lot in American circles not so much in Australian circles we have a very different well from my upbringing it might be different now that because I'm not young anymore, but um, <laughs> we don't have big youth um, kind of um, events. I know you said that there was that one in Sydney, which was oh, yeah, right. Australian, ACY, yeah, Australian Catholic Youth Festival. Yeah, is that new? I that think it's only been a thing. I think it started in 2013 and it was happening every second year. So they've had it in Melbourne, Adelaide, Sydney. The most recent one will be just before COVID. It was 2019 in Perth at the end of the year. And I don't know when the next one's going to be. But, um, again, you're just such a joy-filled conference. And kind of, I, I guess I would describe it as a mini, like a world you say, like on a national scale rather than an international scale, if that makes sense. <laughs> What's the attendance like? Is it up? You know, it was pretty decent. I think the the, the one in Sydney had twenty thousand young people. So I think it's from like aimed at year nine to year tw- sixteen to thirty fives. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and Perth was seven thousand, maybe ten thousand people at the final mass. That was wow. So pretty it's well attended. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, that must give you some hope. Oh, definitely. I had such a, like, I those events are always, even now I'm kind of doing it on the other side as a performer, but they still, um, what's the word, just ignite the yeah. fire inside of me when I'm at those events, definitely. Yeah. It, um, it, it's amazing how those events, when you're in communion, when you're in community, like we were never meant to be on our own. Yes. And when yes. you get together and you share a common good, our faith, it's just amazing how one little flame catches onto the other and another, and before you know it, it, there's this amazing bonfire of faith. And That's right. And at that jo- the joy, this is what I say, the joy at these events is just infectious. And, um, yeah, I love it. I call those events like Catholic Disneyland because it is just so fun to be around people who think like you and it's, yeah. yeah. And it, it's it's the, what's the word? It's the that moment of consolation that you need like and and. To get you that boost to kind of get through to the next one. Yeah. And to know that you're not alone in your faith as well. Like there are other young people who are into this too. Yeah. It's incredibly um, um, boosting to know that there are people on the same journey as you. Like you're you're not the only one who is battling through thinking, you know, I want to be a better person. I want to be a good Catholic. But, you know, no one else seems to be doing the same thing. And then it's also it's, tricky too because all these young people, you were like, you go to a parish and you're the only person under the age of, yeah. you know, 60 and then yeah. you're you're in charge of everything to bring all the youth and like where are you getting fed from? So, yeah. 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 
That's amazing. Um, I wanted to say that um, I went to the colour conference yes. last year and it was fantastic and amazing and beautiful and joy-filled and full of the Holy Spirit and all like thousands of faithful women. It was a women's conference. Um, but I knew that our Lord, like the Blessed Sacrament wasn't there and I was in this auditorium full, full of people, but it was empty. And it, it just um, encouraged me and it made me appreciate my faith even more. And I yeah, just, wow. Yeah, wow. It's, when we combine both those things, uh, you know, the sacraments and music, like the, the effect that that has on you, on your faith, on your soul, you can't put a price on it. Exactly, and like another moment, another mountaintop um, moment of consolation boost as well. Like I've been to, and I used to do, I love the fact that I get to gig on Saturday nights, but I always used to get very disappointed because a lot of like the Catholic youth events would always be on these nights and I'd never get to go. But every now and then, God, you know, made a way for me to be able to attend these events. And when there's a praise and worship night, like I love going to them and I've been to some um, non-denominational Christian praise and worship nights, which I love. Um, but again, yeah, the blessed sacrament is missing. So some of my most favorite nights and, and moments in, in my faith journey have been those nights where it's, it's a Catholic event and it's praise and worship, but the blessed sacraments there that you've got the opportunity to go to confession. Like they've always been just such powerful nights. And I love, I used to go to, um, the disciples of Jesus summer school of evangelization. I've been to that retreat, Oh, maybe f four or five years, and every night you have that. It's it's adoration and it's worship music. You can go to confession, and I used to, I used to like love praying myself, but I also used, also used to love watching other young people and watching their journey through the week and seeing the walls breaking down. And you know, I've seen you know young people go up to confession or go up to prayer teams and then literally walk up to the Eucharist and just like you know fall before our Lord. Like I love and that. Things like that inspire me in my faith journey as well. Like, yeah. so it's definitely powerful combining combining all of those things together, as you said. Yeah. Well, I'm hoping to to have one of those moments for our Sydney women. On well, the I'll be praying for you. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> because I've I've never done one before. I've been, <laughs> but I've never actually organised one. Oh, and you'll I, be amazing. You'll be amazing. I know, and I know it's not up to me. And then I know he can do it. And I know yeah. it's all the Holy Spirit, but that human part of my heart's just like, ah, oh, can I pull this off? <laughs> oh, of course, yeah. Totally normal feelings. But, again, you've got to turn that devil switch off. Yes, exactly. <laughs> now, Alyssa, it's been an absolute joy speaking with you. Um, at the end of every podcast, I ask my guests um, if they can think of something that brought them joy this week. Yeah, wow, so, okay. Can you think of something that's brought you joy? I can. So I, I mentioned earlier that I got to travel on a pilgrimage overseas um, to the Holy Land and I actually went with 35 or 34 other people and they were all like more than twice my age. I was the youngest person on this trip. I was doing music ministry um, and I made some beautiful friends and my moment of joy was I got to catch up with a beautiful couple that I met on, met on this trip last week and – yeah, I just love that I can have friends of all different ages and we, we had a beautiful conversation about faith and that was my moment of joy. And that's the beauty of our faith. It's all ages and stages and, 
you know, we're all one and we can we share this common um, faith, which is so grounding and so um, it, it draws us in. It is so, yes. what's the word? It's a family. It's a family. Exactly. And there's just this certain yeah. uh, switch that like when you know someone believes what you do and, and is also interested in the same things, it's like you just feel this sense of comfort and like you can talk. Does that make sense? I, I, yeah, totally. It's the thoughts a sense in my head, of, I just can't articulate it. No, no, I know what you mean. It's this um, sense of belonging. We belong together. Yes, yes. Knowing. Yes. We know something. We have the same knowing. Um, it's beautiful and it's called faith. Yes. <laughs> uh, well, mine is I have now a 21-year-old daughter. <laughs> Happy birthday to your daughter. <laughs> oh, yeah, she turned 21 yesterday so I still can't believe is she your oldest yep oh wow well well done yeah I I think I heard I I saw something on Instagram when of this couple and they were celebrating their daughter's first birthday and they said we should be celebrating the parents too because they've made it through one year of parenthood so here's to you Jess 21 years of of motherhood (laughs) yes and it's hard but good yes Um, so thank you so much. I You have a retreat, I noticed, coming up. Is that right? There's a retreat. Father Rob has a retreat. Yes, FRG Ministry is running an online retreat during Holy Week. So a lot of the FRG Ministry is like a worldwide, uh, we reach people all around the world and people are still locked down and not all churches are f- like fully functional because of COVID. So we are running an, um, a retreat that's going to take people through Holy Week. So from Palm Sunday all the way through to Easter Sunday, we have daily Zoom prayer sessions each morning. That's in Australia. Um, We've got rosaries, Divine Mercy Chaplet, um, Adoration, all the Easter masses as well. Um, It's going to be really great. So you can go to frgministry.com. Also on our Instagram pages, FRG Ministry. I'll give everything to Jess and you can pop it in the show notes. We'd love to have you on board. Oh, that's amazing. Well, I'll be praying for that. Thank you. And I'm praying for yours too. (laughs) Thank you very much. You can come if you want. (laughs) (laughs) If I can fly, I would love to. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Okay. I'll get back to you. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right. Thanks so much. Have a lovely week. You too. Bye, Jess. Bye. Bye.